Well, good morning, good morning, and welcome to Mayflower. It's the first day of spring, can you tell? And it is the third Sunday of Lent, and it is Confirmation Sunday. So hang on, we're going to have a great morning. We're so excited that you're here with us, whether you're virtually with us. Everybody wave. We've got all the people that are watching our live stream. Welcome, and welcome to all of you here in the sanctuary. If you look in your pew rack... You're going to find a couple of things. One is a prayer card. If you would uh, like some prayer or to share a praise this morning, feel free to fill that in. The ushers will collect those during our middle hymn. If you want to put something on the prayer list, the emailed prayer list, you can fill that in on the card as well. You will also see an envelope for Easter lilies. If you would like to purchase an Easter lily, you can go ahead and take that envelope. The ushers will also collect those. So two exciting things happening around here. One is a new AV project to upgrade our audio. I don't know, last week if you were here and the microphone slid down to the bottom of the podium. You know, we have some issues. So we're going to get those cleared up and and improve our cameras for our visual portion. We are also anticipating a renovation of our parlor. And those are two projects that do not fall in our annual budget. So if you'd like to give to either of those projects, we would love to have your participation. So with some exciting news about outreach, I want to welcome Rachel Cooley. Good morning. In your bulletin on the outreach page, you will see the first quarter report of the organizations that have received the outreach funds. The outreach committee has gotten the pleasure of touring Mel Trotter, Safe Havens Ministries, and then we had a presentation from Urban Family Ministries last month. It continues to be an honor to be a part of this generous and world-changing ministry that's been a fabric of Mayflower since its very beginning, and it will continue to be. If you have any questions regarding the report, be sure to see me. Thank you. First, I want to comment on two upcoming uh, events and then a word about today's music. I want to make sure that you all know that next Sunday, our worship service will be led by our children and children's choir and youth um, in their annual musical. The musical this year is The Tale of Three Trees, a beautiful story that fits in with our Lenten um, overarching theme of crossroads. So it is the story of three trees with dreams of what they want to do in the future. And it turns out that their dreams come true, but they on a path that they didn't expect. So, you know, reminders of um, just those all those crossroads in our own lives. This morning, you'll hear a little snippet of what to expect next Sunday. So, um, so glad to have the children and youth here today and um, make sure that you're here next Monday morning and also uh, I said Sunday morning and then Monday evening at 7 p.m. you will again get to hear the children plus all of our music ensembles and soloists and small 
groups. Um, we're all coming together in, an, in a last push effort uh, for this AV uh, project. Um, so I hope that you will come. I know a lot of you have given to the project already, and I thank you for your generous gifts. Whether you've given or not, whether you intend to give or not, come and enjoy an evening of uh, music um, uh, given by all of our ensembles here. It will be live streamed, so if you're watching from far away, know that you can tune in a week from tomorrow um, for this concert at 7 p.m. on Monday. Um, about today's music, it was carefully picked with our eighth grade confirmands in mind. Um, so the hymns, the anthems, everything that's happening today is especially for you. Although they are messages that speak to all of us, how we are blessed and then how we can turn around and bless others. So especially um, the Celtic prayer at the end of the confirmation writes, um, Eighth graders know that the choir is singing this especially for you this morning. Today we rejoice in the pilgrimage of faith that has brought us to this time and this place. We will celebrate the confirmation of our students and in so doing, remember our own baptism, our own confirmation, and our own commitment to Christ. May we take this time to remind ourselves and one another of the goodness and faithfulness of God. This is truly the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it.
Let us pray together. O God, we praise you for calling us to faith and for bringing us into this church, the body of Christ. We thank you for your people gathered here at Mayflower. And we rejoice that you have increased our community of faith. Together, may we live in the spirit, building one another up in love, sharing in the life and worship of the church, and serving the world for the sake of Jesus Christ. Amen.
I'd like to invite all the other children worshiping with us to join us on the front steps for the children's message. Good morning, everyone. So there has been a story that has been published of a little boy who is 11 years old. Who in this group is 11 years old? Raise your hand. This little boy, he traveled 600 miles from the Ukraine to a safe country by himself. His mom took a magic marker And on the back of his hand, she wrote a phone number. So this little boy had his passport and the phone number on the back of his hand. And he traveled 600 miles is from Grand Rapids all the way to like Arkansas. Like you're on your way to Florida by himself. And when he got there and crossed the border, he was able to show them that phone number on the back of his hand, and they were able to find his family and keep him safe. And when I read that story, it made me think of the mom as she's writing the phone number on his hand. And that that is her statement of faith. That she had the faith that her little boy, who's 11 years old, was going to be safe and make it to safety. These kids that are sitting in the front row here, they are going to, in the next couple minutes, they are going to share with all of us their statement of faith. They have spent the last couple months working through what it means to be a Christian, what it means to be a part and a member of a church, and then they got the opportunity to sit with Pastor Ruth and Pastor Steve and Mrs. Houlihan to talk about what does it mean of what, who God is to me and who I want to live that out. So today, you are going to stay in service through the confirmation ceremony because I want all of us to listen very carefully to everyone's statement of faith. Because if we don't have a statement of faith, we kind of have nothing. But with our statement of faith, we can get through really hard times just like that little boy with the phone number on the back of his hand. So we are going to pray, and then I'm going to dismiss you to go back and sit with your parents. After confirmation is over, I will come back out, and I will dismiss you to Sunday school. So if you'll pray with me, please. Lord, we are so thankful that you are a big enough God that we can put our statements of faith and how we live our lives in your hands and that we know that we will be taken care of and safe just like that little boy was with the phone number. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, I need everyone to walk back to your family and choir, you walk back to the front two rows.
Thank you. You may all be seated except this front row right here. I am pleased to introduce you to the 2022 Mayflower Confirmation Class. It's been quite a journey over the last several weeks and months meeting with these incredible eighth graders. They have processed their beliefs and worked very hard on writing their own statements of faith. These statements of faith will be posted on our website, so you'll be able to read them in their entirety. But for our purposes this morning, in a minute, when Mrs. Houlihan comes to um, introduce each of them individually, she will read a portion of their statement so you can get a feel for the language they use and some of the things they were processing as they wrote these statements. But first, I have some questions for our confirmands. Do you desire to affirm your baptism into the faith and family of Jesus Christ? Do you renounce the powers of evil and desire the freedom of new life in Christ? Do you profess Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior? Do you promise by the grace of God to be Christ's disciple, to follow in the way of our Savior, to resist oppression and evil, to show love and justice, and to witness to the work and word of Jesus Christ as best you are able? Do you promise, according to the grace given you, to grow in the Christian faith and be a faithful member of the Church of Jesus Christ, celebrating Christ's presence and furthering Christ's mission in all the world? Thank you. You may be seated momentarily. Actually, stand up again. Just a second. I'm going to have you do the affirmation while you're standing. I invite you to read the affirmation of the Mayflower Covenant, which is found in your bulletin. Great job. Now you may be seated and wait for your name to be called. Alex Barnes. In Alex's statement of faith, he writes, I believe in the Holy Spirit and that it is always watching over us. I believe that it is within us and overflows us with hope. I believe that the Bible tells us to be kind to everyone and not to be mean. I believe that the Bible is based on real events and tells the story of God, Jesus, and other important figures. Lord, now open the heart of Alex to your spirit and bring to fulfillment the good work that you have begun in him. Amen. We're going to be presenting each of the confirmands with their own Bible, and we have chosen a verse for each confirmand. And Alex, your verse is Isaiah 41.10. Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be afraid, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my victorious right hand. Ethan Brinker. 
Ethan writes, My hope is that, as part of this church, I will continue to develop my connection with God and the Holy Spirit, as well as help others to do this. I will continue to go to church and help out at Mayflower. I feel it is important to have a strong bond with God. My goal is to strengthen my faith and encourage it in others as well. And Lord, we pray that you will open the heart of Ethan to your spirit, and may he be an instrument of your love. Amen. Ethan, your verse is Psalm 37, 4. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not rely on your own insight. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will straighten your path. Catherine Grin. In Catherine's statement, she wrote, I believe that the church is a community. We all gather at church to feel God's presence, worship, and pray. As a church community, we are there to pray for each other through times of hardship and times of joy. I believe that this is a valuable thing because it is comforting to know that there is a community of people who will always be there for you when you need it, no matter who you may be. And, Lord, we pray that you'll open the heart of Catherine to your spirit and deepen her trust and faith in you. Amen. Take delight in the Lord, Catherine, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him, and he will act. He will make your vindication shine like the light and the justice of your cause like the noonday. Emily Grin. From Emily's statement of faith, God is a protector, always looking out for us, even when we're not. God is fair, for they don't judge how you worship. God accepts all, for it is said that we are made in their image. God has made sure we always have a piece of them with us, which is why there is a Holy Spirit. This is what I believe about God. Father, we pray that you'll open the heart of Emily to your spirit. And guide and empower her each step of her journey. Amen. Emily, your verse is Jeremiah 29, 11. For surely I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans for your welfare, not for harm. To give you a future with hope. Tyson Hunting. Tyson writes, I believe that my faith and beliefs will strengthen me as a person the more I live. My beliefs will change for the better, and I trust God will help me on the journey. Because of my faith, I will be a better person for the day I meet God. Open the heart of Tyson, Lord, to your spirit, and grant him the gift of wisdom to see the world through your eyes. Amen. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. Rejoice always, Tyson. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Matthew Coster. From Matthew's statement. I understand that to be part of a community of fellow believers is very special. As a member of this congregation, I will continue to be involved in church and to learn more about God along the way. I want to become a member because I want to continue to keep God in my life. I want to always remain close to God and continue practicing my faith. 
Lord, open the heart of Matthew to your spirit and grant the gift of counsel to make wise and loving decisions. Amen. Matthew, you have a verse from Matthew 17.20. He said to them, Because of your little faith, for truly I tell you, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, Move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. Kelly McMahon. In Kelly's statement of faith, she writes, I learned this passage many years ago in Sunday school with Mrs. Orban. It has stayed with me for a long time. The verse is Psalm 26, verse 6. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord my whole life long. This passage shows that when you trust in God and do what he says, you shall always be followed by his goodness and his mercy your whole life long. Open the heart of Kelly to your spirit and grant the gift of knowledge and understanding so that she will know you and love you. Amen. I hereby command you, Kelly, be strong and courageous and do not be frightened or dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Joshua 1. Jesse Mitchell. And it's a doubly special day for Jesse. She will be confirmed, but also be baptized. And it's a special joy to the church to be a part of this moment. So Jesse Catherine Mitchell, I have some questions for you. Do you now desire to be baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit? I do. Proclaiming this covenant with Jesus Christ, do you renounce all the powers of evil and declare your opposition to a way of life in contradiction to the gospel? I do. Do you repent of your sins, confessing Christ as your Savior and Lord? I do. Will you endeavor to live as a faithful follower of Jesus Christ? I do. And Jesse, empowered by the Holy Spirit, Will you do all in your power to participate fully in the life of this congregation, to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God? I do. And Jesse, Catherine Mitchell, because you have professed faith in Jesus Christ and desire to follow him in the waters of baptism, I now baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen. The Lord bless you and keep you and make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. Amen. In Jesse's statement, she writes, I believe in the Holy Spirit to be something that is always there. I believe that the Holy Spirit is constantly looking over me and protecting me. I believe in the Holy Spirit to guide me on my journey of faith. Open the heart of Jesse to your spirit and grant the gift of fortitude to live with courage whatever she faces in the days ahead. Amen. Jesse, your verse is from Lamentations. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. 
The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. Blake Sherman. From Blake's statement, I believe in Jesus Christ. I believe that Jesus is the embodiment of God in human form. He was a leader and a teacher. He taught us to follow God and to love all others as thyself. Jesus gave the ultimate sacrifice. He died on the cross for us. However, Jesus was resurrected and brought up to heaven to show us that love is more powerful than anger and hatred. Lord, open the heart of Blake to your spirit so that he may love you with all of his heart, with all of his soul, with all of his mind, and love his neighbor as himself. Amen. And now a passage for you from Matthew 5. You are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hid. No one, after lighting a lamp, puts it under a bushel basket. But on the lampstand, it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. Nolan Williamson. In Nolan's statement, he writes, I believe that Jesus Christ's teachings and guidance are here to influence our life choices. Every day I wear a bracelet that says WWJD, which stands for What Would Jesus Do? This has been a great way to live and act how Jesus would have. Lord, open the heart of Nolan to your spirit and ignite his heart that he may experience your presence and power in every moment. Mark 12, 29 through 31. Jesus answered, The first is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. Bless you, Noah. Okay, confirmands, one more time, if you would stand up and face the congregation. And we, there's a prayer in your bulletin that we will say together as a prayer of blessing over these precious students. If you want to put your hand out as a gesture of blessing, that's fine, too. Oh, Lord, uphold Uphold these young young people by by your your Holy Spirit. Spirit. Give them the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of joy in your presence, both now and forevermore. Amen.
We will now dismiss the choir to leave for Sunday school. And if you're a four-year-old or a five-year-old, you may be dismissed to go with Miss Sarah to Bible Beginnings. And the first, second, third, and fourth graders with Mrs. Wiener for Bible Alive. And the fifth and sixth graders for the bridge with Mrs. Houlihan in the library. The reading this morning is taken from Luke, chapter 9, verses 51 through 62, and can be found on page 734 in the Pew Bible. As the time approached for him to be taken up to heaven, Jesus resolutely set out to Jerusalem, and he sent messengers on ahead who went into a Samaritan village to get things ready for him. But the people there did not welcome him because he was heading for Jerusalem. When the disciples, James and John, saw this, they asked, Lord, do you want us to call fire down from heaven to destroy them? But Jesus turned and rebuked them. Then he and his disciples went to another village. As they were walking along the road, a man said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus replied, Foxes have dens and birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. He said to another man, Follow me. But he replied, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. Jesus said to him, Let the dead bury their own dead, but you go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Still another said, I will follow you, Lord, but first let me go back and say goodbye to my family. Jesus replied, no one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for service in the kingdom of God. The word of God. Still not on. Am I on? Okay. All right. Thank you. Excuse me. Well, did I ever tell you about the young Zod who came to two signs in the fork in the road? One said to place one and the other place two. So the Zod had to make up his mind what to do. Well, the Zod scratched his head and his chin and his pants and said to himself, I'll be taking a chance. If I go to place one now, that place may be hot. And so, how do I know if I'll like it or not? On the other hand, though, it'll be sort of a, I'll be sort of a fool if I go to place two and it turns out to be cool. 
In that case, I may catch a chill and turn blue, so maybe place one is best not place two. But then again, what if place one is too high? I I may catch a terrible earache and die. So place two may be the best. On the other hand, though, what might happen to me if place two is too low? I might get some very strange pain in my toe. So place one may be the best. And he started to go. Then he stopped and he said, On the other hand, though, on the other hand, other hand, on the other hand, though, and for 36 hours and a half, that poor Zode made starts and made stops at the fork in the road, saying, Don't take a chance. No, you may not be right. Then he got an idea that was wonderfully bright. Play safe, cried the Zode. I'll play safe. I'm no dunce. I'll simply start out for both places at once. And that's how the Zode, who would not take a chance, got no place at all with a split in his pants. Jesus made a decision. He set his faith. It says like a flint to go to Jerusalem. For him, it was the road of no return, no turning back. Now, it wasn't the road to spring break fun or to some exotic vacation spot. No, you know, it might have been a lot closer to the road to Kiev in Ukraine these days. But Jesus came not with a massive column of strength, the latest unstoppable weaponry, but rather with a motley bunch of stragglers trying to walk the difficult road of discipleship. Now, on that road, one says, I'll go anywhere. And verses 51 to 56 in the text that was read says he went through Samaria and just that needs to be expanded on just for a moment from Galilee to the north where Nazareth and uh, Capernaum is, that was Jesus' center during his mission, down to Jerusalem, Samaria lies in between. It's like trying to get from Grand Rapids to Wisconsin and not go through Chicago. And they didn't have a boat that would, you know, carry them off. So most of the travelers, the pilgrims, going to Jerusalem from Galilee would go out of their way to go east, across the Jordan River to avoid the Samaritans and make their way south and come in near the Dead Sea and make their way to Jerusalem. The road to Jerusalem with Jesus begins with a passport that includes places that you don't want to go, a place that you're confronted with your prejudice. And the Jews hated the Samaritans. Following Jesus means that we are demanded to face who we are and how we need to change our thoughts about others. James and John had a solution to this rejection that they received in the Samaritan village. Blow them up. Yeah, Putin style. Let's drop a bunker buster right in the middle of it. And Jesus rebuked them. Now, these words today are directed at our wonderful confirmands, but I hope we will all listen and take in the point 
that this text brings. The disciples need to know how to behave when they're dismissed, when they're written off. And we know what it's like to be left out of a group, to be cut from a team that you wanted so much to be a part of, or maybe to be a victim of judgment because of your gender or your age or your grades or the clothes you wear, or perhaps rejected for your deeply held beliefs, your statement of faith. It happens that when we're dismissed, our first inclination is to return dismissal for dismissal. But Jesus rebuked James and John. So he's saying, you've got to follow me anywhere, and not only that, but at any cost. Someone said, you know, I'll, I'll do the anywhere. I'll go wherever you go. And Jesus said, foxes have holes, birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Sometime for all of us, we come to a crossroads where it becomes exceedingly difficult to follow Jesus. We find ourselves at a fork in the road and like the Zod, and, you know, we'd like to take the advice of Yogi Berra who said, when you come to a fork in the road, take it. But that's what the Zod did and we don't want to go through life with a rip in our pants. But to our wonderful confirmands, I want to say you will come to a place where your world will shift a bit or a lot. And it will seem as if you have no place to lay your head. As if you no longer fit into your life as you once did. As if you are completely out of step. Maybe with your family. Or your peers. Or your religion. Or the world itself. That's where following Jesus can lead. The feeling that you too have no place to lay your head. But the thing to remember in those times, Jesus is with you. So anywhere, at any cost, and then any time. To another, he said, follow me. But he said, Lord, first let me bury my father. And Jesus said, let the dead bury their own dead. But as for you. You go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Now that little encounter is difficult to understand. What a good excuse. Let me go bury my father. And after all, the Old Testament law was clear. This was one of the highest responsibilities that every son had. Was to tend to that need. Now there are many interpretations of this encounter and we won't speculate on them but just to say what I think it means for all of our, all of us is the matter of ordering our priorities. There will always be something urgent in your life. Something demanding our full attention. Jesus was clear throughout his ministry that to follow him meant embracing the kingdom of God as the number one call in life. 
Henry Nouwen has written, every day, every day we must discern what is most important. We must shift through our impulses, motives, and opinions and ask which ones lead us closer to divine love and compassion and which ones lead us further away. Priorities. Anywhere, at any cost, at any time, and then finally, any way. No one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for service in the kingdom of God. The way Jesus calls his followers to follow him is forward. Jesus is the Lord of hope and of the future. In these last few weeks with this amazing and wonderful group of young people, we have been looking at what Christians believe and they have been writing what they believe. And they produced wonderful statements of faith. And they have affirmed today that they want to be part of this church family. And our hearts rejoice over them today. But you know, we talk a lot about doctrines and statements of faith. And Jesus is calling us to follow him over the long haul. He claims that he is worthy to be followed in any circumstance, all the time, all the way to the end. Jesus didn't present these would-be followers with a set of doctrines, but rather an invitation to join a movement that would change the world. And indeed it did. Today I hope that you confirmance. I hope that I, I hope that all of us will accept the invitation of Jesus. Anywhere, any cost, any time, any way, all the way. Amen. Pablo Picasso was quoted saying, The meaning of life is to find your gift. The purpose of life is to give it away. This sentiment is so fitting on this Confirmation Sunday as we welcome 10 new members to Mayflower. And as members, we each commit to giving of our time, our talents, and our treasures. The beautiful thing about living life this way is that as you give, you will get more back than you could have ever thought possible. So may each of you confirmands invest in yourself to find your gifts so that you can turn around and give them as a blessing to others every day of your life. We will now wait upon the ushers.
Lord, may these gifts become the blessings that can only be manifested by your holy and generous spirit. May we continue to be a congregation that actively seeks out opportunities to give and to be your hands and feet. I especially ask that today you fill our newest members with your Holy Spirit, that they may be inspired to give in their own special and unique ways in all the days of their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Now is the time for our congregational prayer. I just want to let you know, after the service, I will be available up front if you would like personal prayer this morning. If there's something that's heavy on your heart that you would like someone to pray with you, I will be available. So let's join our hearts together in prayer this morning. Lord, thank you for spring. Thank you for sunshine. Thank you for hope. Spring does remind us of the hope that we find in you. And on this celebratory Sunday, celebrating these confirmants and the commitment they have made to you publicly here in this space, in front of their family and their congregation, we just praise you for their hearts, for the work they have done and their statements of faith, for that inner searching as to how you can meet them in that tender place and uh, reveal yourself. We are so enormously grateful. Lord, we praise you for the life of this church and all the things that are happening here This has been a transition time, but, Lord, you have filled it with so much goodness. And so we look forward next week to the youth musical, all the hard work that these students have and musicians have been practicing. We just pray that you fill them with your spirit, that they are to be such a blessing next week. And, Lord, we have so many requests that have been brought forward. We think this morning of Madeline Small, Steve, and Janet Armfield's granddaughter. We've been praying for her for many, many months, and her recovery has been somewhat halted. They will do another surgery this week, Wednesday. So we pray, Lord, for your hand of healing. We pray for her family, the angst they feel as they yet again put their precious 13-year-old on that gurney to be wheeled into surgery. We pray for her brain, for her neck, for all those areas of her body that are so tender. And we, again, pray for your hand of ultimate healing on this precious girl. And, Lord, we pray for the family that includes a 42-year-old nephew that died of a heart attack recently. We pray for your ultimate comfort and peace in a situation that just, there is no answer for why some people are called home so early. But we pray for comfort for that family. Lord, we lift up to you, Julie Wolf, who is recovering from COVID after a stint at Mary Freebed. She is so fragile. Lord, and her husband, Peter, who is wheelchair-bound, they are still at home, and they are part of our extended Mayflower family, and we love them so much and pray for their peace, their comfort, their healing in this season that is filled with so many heartaches. And Lord, we also want to lift up to you, lay at your feet, actually, our petition for Eric Richer's precious daughter-in-law who was in a very serious auto accident lord she will be in a neck brace and a body brace for three months we pray that in these three months you meet her in a new way that as she her body is confined may her spirit soar may she feel your presence like never ever before we pray for their whole family as they rally around her that she will feel just the comfort and the joy of being part of this family that she is lifted up 
And Lord, we don't always know how to pray for the big events in the world. And we read the news and we think of the war in Ukraine. And we pray for those who are suffering, those who are displaced, those who are scared. Lord, we pray that you meet them in a divine place, a unique place where they can trust you like never before. We pray for peace. So many times in scripture it says pray for peace, and so we do that. We pray for peace in the world. We pray for peace in the region of the world that is experiencing war. But, Lord, we also pray for peace in our hearts. We all have things that we're holding that are really difficult. So bring us that peace, that deep peace that passes understanding. And, Lord, when we don't even know how to pray, we know your spirit groans on our behalf, and we thank you for that. And also, when we don't know how to pray, you gave us some words. And so we're going to pray them now together with with one heart and one voice. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. May thy kingdom come, and thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. And give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen.
go now in the love of God, whose promises are never broken. Go in the light of Christ, whose love transforms us. And follow Jesus anywhere, any cost, any time, any way, all the way. Amen. be with you. Thanks for coming. God bless you. Bless you. Bless you. Good. 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 Yeah, that's our Does granddaughter. She have, uh, cancer? No, she had. She needs brain surgery because of spine problems, and she had the surgery in just in January. Just have it again this week. Thank you. Oh, it's uh, it's so hard. Yeah, you know that's yeah. We're optimistic. We're optimistic. Thanks for your prayers. Thanks so much. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. Uh, Thanks so much. Thank you. God bless you.